Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman. Our next guest is Elliot Pearson, CEO of Catalyte. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about your company and what it is that you guys do. Yeah, so, so Catalyte, uh, very simply, we solve one problem. We're actually helping address that tech talent gap. Uh, and we're able to do it with um, AI. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing platform that we've built. So really, uh, the premise of the company was that talent is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. So we actually had our founder, uh, he actually created a company about 20 years ago. He actually talked to people about it. Nobody wanted to do anything about it. So he actually created a company. He went to Baltimore and he started trying to find tech professionals, really focusing in software engineering. Uh, he wanted to actually find people that have never looked at code a day in their life. And so what he did was he actually worked with the team, created what we call an assessment. Um, that assessment takes about two hours to take. And, and what it does is it actually uh, measures your aptitude. And it measures your aptitude in a couple ways. First, it determines your ability to learn software development. Hmm. Second, it also will determine your perseverance because we're going to work with you for a period of time. And then uh, Three, it just kind of looks at kind of like your, your grit and, and really being able to get through the success of our, like our, our program. And so what we do is we actually allow anyone to take the assessment. Uh, we are, uh, you know, throughout the country, everybody is in a remote world right now, but we do actually have dev centers. We have one that's in uh, Boston. Our headquarters is in Baltimore. So it works like this. You actually will take an assessment. It takes about two hours. Uh, you score very high, we invite you into a cohort. We then give you free training and we are teaching you how to become a software developer. And at the end of this training, you're guaranteed a job. You're either gonna work with us as a catalyte being deployed to clients, or you're gonna get directly placed into a client. And so we've been able to perfect our algorithm and our, our model uh, for about 20 years. And what we've done is being able to say, okay, we actually have a bunch of high-performing software developers. We actually gave them the assessment. And then we actually have more people coming in and then we see how well they line up to it. And so we're looking at things in our assessment that are, it doesn't really matter if you actually answer questions correctly. Uh, it really gauges how you think. And so we actually have very, very strong uh, success when people uh, enter our program. And so that's really kind of what we do at the day. We're, we're really kind of helping companies fill that tech gap. So, so really interesting. Um, and I hope it's not too far-fetched to say the premise of the company was really nature versus nurture. Uh, and whether people had that innate ability to be software developers or it was a learned skill and something that can be, be learned, correct? Yes, 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 yes. And, and really we, we kind of look at it as, as more nurturing because we know that people have no skills. We have people that are baristas <laughs> that start or, or an HVAC technician and had never looked at a code, like code a day in their life. And we're able to upskill them into being a high performing software developer in a very short amount of time. Hmm. So um, fast forward to today, and it sounds like yeah, there's really two pieces to your business. One is developing uh, people into, into coders or software developers and um, placing them e either permanently within, within the industry um, or uh, providing a pool of talent to clients that might want them in a contract basis, I'd imagine, or for a project basis, something of that nature. Um, 
And and what is the what is that cohort look like? What is, what is the composition? Is it people as you said? There are people who have been embarrassed that become software developers. So is it is it like would 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 we be blown away if we looked at the profiles and the backgrounds of the people that are doing this? Yeah, you will. You you definitely will. I, I think uh, it's kind of interesting how it works because uh, let's say we go into Boston. Uh, what we do is we go to places where people are looking for opportunities, like Indeed, and we post ads. Uh, and then people come into our screening and uh, they take the assessment. And what we're finding is that because uh, people are kind of self-selected into our program, we just naturally get the demographics of that region. And so when you look at the demographics of most major cities, uh, they actually have a lot better like diversity percentages than like Silicon Valley. And so that's coming in. And so when we work with our, our clients, just by kind of statistics, we're actually getting better representation. And the reality is like people, again, are coming from all walks of life. Uh, I actually know of somebody that uh, was um, a roofer. <laughs> He's actually on my team. He's amazing. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where uh, you will be blown away by understanding where people came from. It, it, it's really a fascinating story. So, so um, how many people are, are part of, uh, of the program and what is the commitment of an individual to the program? How, 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 does, how does that work? Uh, and, and the time frame associated with uh, learning the skills? Yes, so uh, when we look at uh, the, the commitments, uh, the first thing we do is after we identify someone that is, uh, has high potential is that we try to engage with them like four weeks before we actually start a cohort. So we have kind of like this rolling cohort where we start every four to six weeks. So a person will, you know, maybe in January, we start talking to them, giving them equipment, setting them up for success. And then we actually will go and get them in training. And then when they're uh, in training, uh, they're actually paired up with an instructor and also uh, um, uh, what we call a, a, a teaching assistant. And, and what they're doing is they're learning the mechanics of software development. It takes on average 26 weeks, but some people actually do come with some experience. And so they actually have like um, uh, an expedited kind of uh, getting through training. Fast and then after that, we, we do our, like our, our uh, apprenticeship period because we wanna actually take someone and groom them to be a high performing software developer. And we do want people in training to kind of focus on this full time. It is free, uh, but we do have people that uh, have like do training full time and maybe have a part time job because they need to kind of supplement their income. So that's something that, they, that happens as well. So let me go back to something. I was going to ask the question about your business model, but let me understand you use that uh, that word free, that very important four letter word. So so to the trainee, it is a free program. They come into the program and there is uh, nominal cost. I'm not going to say no cost, but I would imagine there's some cost to anything, right? Um, they have to get to, to the training center or everything's remote today, or there's some tools that they need to buy along the way, perhaps. But uh, the all of the training that they receive is, is um, uh, subsidized in some sense. Yeah. So when we look at it, uh, our incremental cost for bringing in one more person is really, really low. Um, uh, but what happens is, is like, uh, we actually do give them a, a stipend, um, towards the end. Uh, but when we kind of look at like our model, once we put them to work and they're, you know, performing for the client, the training just pays for itself. And so it's just the economics work out and that's really how it works. So, uh, when they look at their commitment, we really don't want to put an extra burden because when you look at traditional paths, you know, a lot of people go through college. 
Um, and some people take on debt. We're trying to get people in a career by doing the opposite. Yeah, no, it's, re it's really a fascinating model, uh, do doing, doing well by doing good. Um, it's, it's great. How did you become involved with the company? What's your background? Yeah, so I've been in uh, tech for about 20 years. I actually did about 13 and a half years at, uh, it was first advertising.com, but then it eventually became Verizon Media. So I worked in their ad systems. And so uh, these ad systems had billions of transactions as like tens of billions of transactions a, a day. And we needed to like respond within um, a tenth of a second. So I worked on the supply, demand and data side. Um, and then I, I learned about the Catalyte model and I, I was just fascinated. So I came over to Catalyte a little over a year and a half ago. And really this idea of just having like kind of this factory where we can just produce like engineers was just amazing. Um, and now we're getting to the point where we're starting to look at different paths other than software engineering of being able to take someone that gets kind of basic full stack and then adding on things like uh, automation, adding on things like DevOps and being able to really respond to like what, you know, the industry needs. The market and needs and the- Yes, it, it's just amazing. I, I was blown away by the model and I, and I was like, I have to be a part of this. So not to catch you off guard here, Elliot, but can you share some statistics? How many people have gone through the program? You said you have five hubs, four hubs, five hubs, uh, different like locations? Seven, or? I believe. Now. Oh, seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, it, and as part of the vision to roll that out on a larger scale, it's, it's amazing to me, almost a, a, a week or a month doesn't go by where I don't hear of another region, I'll call it, that's promoting themselves as a tech hub in the country. You know, forget about Silicon Valley and Boston and, and New Jersey. Now, we now have 500 tech hubs in this country. Um, yeah. So is, is, is the vision to uh, morph into other geographies and develop people in those areas as well? Yes. And we normally need like anchor customers, uh, somebody that's willing to take, uh, you know, let's say anywhere from 10 to 50 apprentices uh, within a year. And so it can be one company or it can be a combination of companies. So that's really how we determine how we move into a region. Um, as far as uh, like some of the statistics, we've had around um, like I would say it's over 2000 people that have went through our program because we've been around for like 20 years. Um, when we look at kind of the rates of uh, people kind of getting through, uh, the first one is really the uh, assessment. So about eight to 15% of people uh, get, they score high enough to be invited into a cohort. And uh, we do that because we want to make sure people are going to be successful, not just they have like the ability to kind of learn the code. Um, so we, we actually, uh, it's kind of rigorous, but when you get there, it's, it's, it's very sticky. So when we look at people getting through training, it's about 85% of people that start training, complete training. Wow, then we so look very, very high success rate. Obviously something's working on the vetting process up front and that's why it's so low up front. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Kind of like med school. If you can if you could pass muster to get in, you have a high likelihood of success. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I think the other thing is that uh, after, when we look at the apprenticeship, it's like high 90s. It's like 98% that people actually complete wow. that apprenticeship. And then when we look at like the optics of, because we have 20 years of data, like how well are people doing like five years after they start our program? People are coming in at around 25 grand on average and year five, they're making $98,000. So wow. it's very transformative. Uh, transformative. It's also just, you're starting someone's career. So it's, it's life-changing. It's amazing. 
Hmm. That really is an incredible statistics. And, and Elliot, what's the um, time commitment? Uh, I don't know if you can chunk it out on a weekly, monthly basis. Uh, is it a full time? You, you said some people are um, continuing jobs uh, while they're doing their training. But what, what is the uh, commitment from a training perspective, the amount of time that somebody uh, has to invest? Yeah, it's, it's like 40 hours a week. It, it can, some people can get through uh, 30 hours a week. Uh, I would say 95% of our people are completely focused on training. Um, and that's around anywhere from like, it can be 20 weeks, it can be 26 weeks. So that's really the commitment. And, and most people are, are doing that. And, and it's been about the same uh, when, since we switched to everything being virtual, because we, we switched to everything being virtual uh, in March before everything was in classroom. So we actually have like a training room sitting in our offices that no one is using right now. <laughs> and, and I would imagine you guys pivoted pretty easily because a lot of the stuff that you're doing could be done uh, remotely as well or virtually, I should say. Yeah, we were we were ahead of the curve. We, we were able to like look at uh, a lot of things and say like, hey, we need to automate this. And so we had a lot of our instruction, a lot of our exercises, they're, they're, everything's digital. So it made it very easy to make sure people had the right equipment. We had to scramble a bit for that. <laughs> Sometimes people need things like you know keyboards and monitors, but we were able to, to get through that. Excellent. Well, it sounds to me like Catalyte was uh, really ahead of the curve um, because we, we all hear about the, uh, the skills gap that exists within the tech industry and you're looking to solve that, that problem. Uh, how big, what are the current projections and, and the, the gap that exists in the marketplace? What's, what's the scale of that? Yeah, you always hear about uh, we're, we're like um, at least like a million jobs short. And, and when we look at what, why is this the problem or why is this the case? A, a, a million, a million bodies to fill those jobs. In other words, yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna need a million people to fill that tech gap. Yes, yes. And the reality is that we have those people out there right now. They're just not on a, a, a traditional path. And what's happening with the universities is that like they're producing people every year that is either a computer science major or a computer engineering major. But that that group is largely a, the same. It grows a little bit. But new companies are being created all the time that need these resources. So everyone is kind of like fishing in the same pool. What we're doing is creating an alternative pool with the talent that's already there. We just need people to commit to acquiring that talent and, and developing that talent. So that's how we're, we're solving it. But it's, it's over a million, uh, you know, technical jobs that are just unfilled because we don't have uh, candidates available. Wow, really incredible. It means that you guys got a lot of run room uh, to get those people uh, developed and into those roles. Yes. Fabulous. Elliot Pearson has been our guest, your CEO of Catalyte. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about your programs, uh, become a client, uh, all of the above, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, you can reach me through email or, or LinkedIn. I'm Elliot Pearson. Uh, very easy to find me. Uh, for my email is epearson, E-P-E-A-R-S-O-N at catalyte.io. Excellent. Our guest has been Elliot Pearson, COO of Catalyte. It's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.